Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, this is Andrew Gorman. Subscribers to the Proper Lookout podcast may recall the first episode of the series where Peter Hunt discussed the role blameless accidents may have to play in a no-fault statutory benefits scheme. In particular, Peter discussed Section 5.4, which mirrors Section 7E of MACA. That provision states, in short, that a driver in a blameless accident, now called a no-fault accident, is excluded from both statutory benefits and common law damages if their driving input, either through act or omission, contributed to the accident. The confounding result is that a 100% at-fault driver could collect statutory benefits for the first six months, because Section 3.1b specifically says so, but the driver who swerves to miss a stray animal and hits a telegraph pole cannot. Indeed, thanks to Section 5.4, injured drivers in no-fault accidents were the only class of injured persons excluded totally from both stat benefits and common law damages under Meyer. There is no logical rationale which justifies this outcome. Well, it appears that the New South Wales government agrees because the statute law, brackets miscellaneous provisions, close brackets, bill number 2, 2018, when passed, will exclude the words, quote, or statutory benefits, end quote, from section 5.41. The result is that the driver exclusion in no-fault accidents contained in section 5.4 will only apply to claims for common law damages. That's great. Both CIRA and the government should be congratulated for moving quickly to remove a source of conjecture and confusion from Maya. But that's not the end of the matter. Section 5.21 still deems the owner or driver involved in a no-fault accident to be at fault in claims for both damages and stat benefits. So how does this impact single-vehicle no-fault accident claims? Examples of single-vehicle no-fault accidents include the driver who suffered a medical emergency or the driver who swerved to dodge a kangaroo. If literally no person was negligent, then these may be classified as no-fault accidents. But Section 5.21 operates to deem the driver at fault even though they were not actually at fault. Pausing here, there is a complex argument applying the reasoning in Melanowitz that the driver is only deemed to be at fault if there is some causative act or omission by the driver, not amounting to fault, but it's not necessary for today's purposes to go into that. If you're interested, please give Peter Hunt or me a call. So generally speaking, Section 5.21 deems the driver in a single vehicle no-fault accident to be at fault. Now what? Like everybody else, that driver can still recover stat benefits for the first six months because the first six months is a pure no-fault system. 
but can their stat benefits be cut off after six months? Intuitively, the deemed at-fault driver is conceptually mostly at fault because nobody else is at fault, but it ain't necessarily so. I used intuitively and conceptually intentionally. As everybody who has studied Maya now knows, to be mostly at fault, the injured person must be guilty of at least 61% contributory negligence. It's important to stress that both Section 3.11 brackets 2, dealing with statutory benefits, and Section 3.28 brackets 2, dealing with treatment and care, refer specifically to the legal concept of contributory negligence. As such, there is no option but to apply the existing case law on contributory negligence in assessing whether an injured person was mostly at fault. In a blameless accident scenario, it is not possible to compare the contribution made by two careless participants because there is no actual fault. So how will contributory negligence be assessed? In our view, we expect a similar approach to AXIAC, where the Court of Appeal looked at the degree to which the injured driver deviated from the required standard of care. As such, the driver in a single vehicle no-fault accident will only be excluded from statutory benefits after six months if their departure from the required standard of care warrants a finding of more than 61% contributory negligence. So there we have it. The amendment to section 5.4 is welcomed, but the impact of section 5.2 brackets 1 on claims for statutory benefits still calls for some agile mental gymnastics. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.